1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is the Outlaw John Rocha here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Mornings with the Outlaw here on the Outlaw Nation channel. I'm the Outlaw, John Ruka. joined as always by my co-host over there, Alex Roszak. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I have some peppermint coffee, draft latte. It started to snow here in St. Louis. It's a beautiful, you know, January day. Wow, it's snowing there? I'm yeah, my cats are kind of going nuts right now. They're like freaking out. They're like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, this is nice. This is nice. It's like it doesn't snow enough here in St. Louis. So we got to take advantage while we can.
1: <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, you know, we're back. Uh, I know we took a couple of weeks, uh, had the Christmas mm-hmm. break. I had something else uh, pop up that I really needed to uh, handle uh, last week. So I apologize uh, to you all, but we are back this week talk about a lot of stuff going on in the world of entertainment certainly that chris evans story uh broke yesterday we've got some updates on ray fisher situation over there at dc him out officially uh from the flash movie doesn't mean he's out of the dc universe itself out of the flash movie Uh, And we'll see what the future holds for Ray Fisher. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, we got some new Mortal Kombat pictures that dropped this morning from the upcoming film. Uh, We got a new Cherry trailer from the Russo Brothers uh, and uh, that Netflix uh, video that showed all those uh, movies coming out uh, uh, in 2021. What does it symbolize? What does it mean? Is it a sea change? We'll talk about all of that. Um, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of WandaVision, uh, for a few for a couple minutes. I I got the first three episodes uh, sent to me earlier this week, and I was able to finally watch them last night, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed them. So we will talk, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, all right, uh, let's get into our first story, and please remember the Streamlabs super chats, they are open. If you want us to read any of your, <clears throat> sorry. If you want us to read any of your comments or questions, uh, send them in through the Streamlabs and super chats. Right above Alex's head is the address, or look for it in the description of this video for sure. And maybe I should pin it to the chat. I, I've told, I've been told that that's something that our people are do. The kids are doing nowadays, pinning these things to the chat. So we can spend in money, so it's not a bad idea. But let's get into our first uh, our first story here, and that is the. It is broke on Deadline. I want to give Justin Kroll credit for this one. It's an exclusive there. He is reporting that a deal is very close to being done to see Chris Evans return as Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not apparently for another installment of the Captain America franchise, but more that he would come back a la rdj is iron man of course he can't really come back now uh and uh, uh and uh, other uh, characters that have popped in and out of each other's movies so that's what they're looking at here and you know uh, alex this is on the heels of um the sad passing of chadwick Bozeman as black panther and also this um, idea of of starting uh phase four today officially with wandavision which is going to connect up into doctor strange in the multiverse of madness which will eventually connect up into spider-man 3 but very much about the multiverses. so is this more a matter of chris evans will show up for a few scenes do you think uh, and of course we have falcon and winter soldier coming later on this year will he make appearances there is that why this deal is being closed now uh what do you think about this first your reaction and then why uh, why you really why you uh, are excited for this one if you're not uh, if you are excited for
0: it. <laughs> when I first read the story, I thought it was fake, <laughs> to be completely honest. Because we hear stuff like this all the time. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And it's always stuff we hear on like on comic book news and things like that. And I always get like mega hyped and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if? It would be amazing. And I thing is. Chris Evans he actually responded to some of these articles saying news to me, yeah, we'll and emoji yeah he's like news yeah news to me and that's again that stuff happens all the time and I do yeah. feel like a lot of actors are in many cases but sometimes the last to know about some of the details like let's be honest do you remember when Hugh McGregor how often he was fibbing away <laughs> when yeah. he was like yeah Obi Wan Kenobi I definitely not in conversations to come back at all. I haven't gotten any word from it. Disney, give me a call. I haven't talked to you in years. Yeah. You know, and and then like two days later, oh.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so we kind of hear that. So I kind of take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. I, I do think this is a really interesting announcement, though, because like after the big events of last week, politically in the Mm -hmm, mm Capitol. You know, there was a lot of conversation about, hey, where's Captain America? I need Captain America in my life right now. Yeah, And Chris Evans, he actually responded many times being like, yeah, Captain America would not be okay with this. Captain America would be like, f these assholes right you know right. part of my french and you know this is not okay you know and they're doing it in, in kind of name, and he's incredibly territorial of that character and the namesake and everything obviously yeah so when i heard that i was like i wonder if it could be a mixture of maybe it's they offered him a good paycheck maybe it's a reaction to the capital situation mm-hmm. a combination of all these things awesome. but yeah
1: Yeah, that's a good point you bring up, Alex, is there a number of factors that kind of lined up here Uh, is the, you know, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Was Black Panther going to be the one appearing in a lot of these uh, slots that they were lining up for phase four? Was it going to be him kind of taking the mantle? And also remember in the comics, you know, once uh, Sam gets the shield, he gets the shield for a while, but then Captain America takes the shield back. Uh, the Patriot as well has the shield for a while. Then he takes it back uh, or Captain takes it back. So uh, are we opening up the door to what uh, Sam talks about in the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier? There's something about that shield that carries extra weight or can be uh, a little I have a uneasy relationship with. Right. The symbol of America for black Americans and their experience versus white America and their experience. Will bringing back Captain America to kind of solidify the situation will eventually, will he give the shield back to cap? Will Steve come back? Will Chris Evans come, come back? It's interesting. And it's so curious because he said he was done. There was all these people giving him plaudits and everything like that. And I wonder if maybe he got out there and he's like, you know what? I miss it. I miss it. And this, this happens to athletes. This happens to people who are part of a crew Mm -hmm. for a while Walking away from a crew at the time feels like the right decision because you want to try something new, get out there. But it's not until you leave something you realize how much you miss it or want it back or enjoyed it or what have you. And uh, those are those things that I think maybe might be factoring the very real human things. So people who are like giving him shit or what, like I've seen some people on the, oh, I thought he was gone. Why is he coming back? It's like, we're all human beings. Even actors, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break it to you. And sometimes you want to come back to something you miss.
0: Crazy. People yeah. can change their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkers. <laughs> I, I do think uh, something to remember as well is, like you said, not only do people change their minds, especially actors, yeah, but a part of me also wonders, do we need this? Because I know under, I like you said, question. that they're kind of covering their tracks a little bit. Yeah, thing is, yeah. it kind of reminds me a little bit, like I remember when I saw Toy, when I heard Toy Story 4 was gonna be a thing. I was yeah. like, dude, we had a perfect trilogy. Don't touch it. It wraps right. it up so perfectly. We don't need this fourth one. And I have seen Toy Story four, and I was like, you know what? This was a really great movie. Yeah. And it, I, it's not my, it's not my, it's not my favorite Pixar movie. But by golly, it's a fantastic and adds a lot of extra layers to the trilogy I never really mm-hmm. thought of before. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for. But I remember when I heard that news, I was like, "Get out of here! Don't touch my perfect animated trailer! <laughs> and don't do it!" It wraps it up so perfectly, and just like Captain America, they wrapped up the Captain America character storyline so well. They so did. the on, one of the only ways I could I could see right now, yeah, how that they, they could incorporate it maybe in a flashback or maybe in a hologram situation, but. Mm-hmm. That's it
1: personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing at the end of the day. I think, yeah, hologram could work. Certainly, we saw that at the end of uh, uh endgame with uh Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. But I think more it's about the multiverse situation mm-hmm. where you're gonna have maybe yes. an alternate universe where remember we're seeing that what if coming out soon, that animated series, and it's uh Peggy Carter's Captain britain So maybe mm-hmm. there's a maybe there's a, a a multiverse here where we see Cap and Peggy Carter fighting crime together wouldn't that be cool right to see them continue that (laughs) to see them continue that it could be a lot what? of fun. Yeah. Just you saying. just
0: introduced a concept to me. I did not even consider.
1: <laughs> but it would be fun. It would be fun to see that. And maybe also cat a little more adventures. You know, a lot of people feel uh, about the first Captain America movie that we, we didn't get more time uh, with his crew there back in World War II. Uh, you know, with Dum Dum and then leading the crew. All of that. We didn't get enough time with that whole crew. Maybe there's adventures. Yeah that they go on with cap is kind of a separate thing. So who knows? All, mm-hmm. all those things are in play. And, and and Chris Evans is doing the right thing here with this news to me. I don't know anything because the deal isn't locked. And uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you this being friends with uh, Jeff yeah. Snyder and sitting mm-hmm. down with some people who break news. Um, some of these deals uh, are contingent on the privacy or the, or the, uh, you know, kind of behind yeah. the scenes nature of it. So it behooves them to respond mm-hmm. in a way that's like, Oh, I don't know. Is it happening? I don't know. Yeah.
0: John, we got to yeah. cut this episode short, because I have to go leave and write some fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i got going to write some Peggy Carter, Cat in America fan fiction.
1: Fair Fair uh, Captain,
0: Captain Britain and Cat America, <laughs> like fighting crime. You know in the multiverse i gotta make that yeah. happen you know
1: yeah. I I'm mean, I'm it would be fun to see is all i'm saying yeah being
0: being parental figures to spider-man <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be too yeah uh to into the spider yeah into the spider-verse that's it that's gonna Spider-Man. be my new thing okay i'm good <laughs> i'm good for the day but uh, yeah I, I like you said the A lot of the there's a a lot of privacy clauses that are involved. And this could be uh, this could be a whole tie in as a direct result from uh, unfortunately, Chad Bozeman's death and unfortunate passing. Or it could be just like a last minute. Hey, extra little these extra little flashback scenes. So we're just like tying in here and there. So we have no idea at the time, obviously, the size of this potential.
1: Yeah. character scenes right Uh, and there's a lot to explore here with captain america there's a lot especially like you said alex and i think you bring up an excellent point what Mm -hmm. happened you can't ignore what happened last week we're not obviously it's not a political show this show so we're not going to get into that you could go find that on Impolite mm-hmm. on my channel, but like this could exactly. lead Do to it. something. <laughs> this could lead to something else. This could be the the re, uh, one of the reasons uh, he wants to come back and kind of maybe find a way to uh, bring the country back together in a certain. Maybe have a really iconic speech that kind of mm-hmm. motivates people in a certain way. That's certainly possible. And you know, Chris Evans is an outspoken outspoken liberal or Democrat here. Joe Biden's coming in to uh, be president uh, in a few days. And so maybe he sees the opportunity to come in and push this character in a certain direction and be part of a hopefully a unification Mm -hmm. of the country in his own way. You know, he's always been a very good guy. And you've seen his uh, tweets and his comments and his posts very much uh, people rally around chris evans uh, and it's an incredible thing to see and i see a lot of excitement on social media for him so uh, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. um you know as this goes along we'll see and he'll probably reveal to us like was it a thing about missing it was it a thing that he felt he wasn't 100 done with the character and also as you get older you know like is there a new po- approach a new point of view uh, all of that that can be explored here so uh, i'm excited for it we'll see I don't think it'll come back for a full, obviously a full movie, but it'll be exciting to see what it does end up becoming. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it for sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I am. I would love to see him also potentially take on not so much a cat, like a Don the suit and oh, the yeah. armor again, but I would love to see him possibly take on, you know, help oversee shield and yeah, you know, like, yeah. that's, because there's a bunch of comics, uh, comic stories where that's his focus.
1: Yeah. upon retirement yeah. essentially so yeah uh he said he's yeah and al ha- haskell brings up a good point he's a very protective of so the key is what is being added to this character that gives him more depth and so on if feige is a story that evan loves mm-hmm. evans loves for cap he'd do it yeah so it may be a good story there that they've come up with uh, behind the scenes and you know this is not like hey i just picked up the phone and we figured it out this has probably been going on for a while it's just we're in the final stages of the negotiation which is why someone like justin kroll over there at deadline would release it as an exclusive mm-hmm. uh to uh to learn about uh, all right let's see uh, we got a, a couple stream or a few stream labs that have come through here um Andrew G. Donati said, I bet Liam Neeson is part of Obi-Wan and just can't say what kind of part he'll play, who's to say, but I'd expect a force ghost or something, some kind of communication with Obi-Wan at some point, maybe a flashback. It'd be a shame if he didn't return. Yeah, we'll get to that story in just a little bit, Andrew G. But certainly, uh, uh, you make good points here, and we'll cycle back to that once we get to the story. Thank you very much for your stream, Lab Ben underscore Rayner. Ben, good to see you. Says, Hey, John and Alex, happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. Without spoiling it, I really liked Wandavision. Hope you guys saw it. Just curious, do either of you have a favorite show from like the fifties or sixties? One of my favorite is the classic. I love, I love Lucy. Absolutely uh alex i hesitate to ask you this uh do you have any favorite shows from the 50s or 60s that you watch or maybe grew up watching with your family
0: um yeah absolutely uh you know there was actually i i didn't watch so much uh classic tv honestly mm. growing up just because um we didn't have a tv <laughs> my yeah. parents oh, okay. uh my my grandparents didn't have a tv <laughs> it was my mom grew up, in a, it, it grew up in a village with no electricity. So wow. Okay. Yeah, that's the right. way it was. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she moved to US when she was like 12. Right. <laughs> but um, um so I kind of discovered a lot of that kind of later in my life. But I love Lucy. It's pretty darn fantastic. I'm excited for the biopic when Nicole Kidman coming out with her. Okay. So, yeah. yeah okay. Definitely a good way up. Oh, yeah, wow. so that's
1: not 50s, but that's a little bit older. That's like 60s, 70s, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, but uh, I i agree. I, I loved uh, I used to grow up watching uh, yeah, I Love Lucy, the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, those were some great 50s ones. Um, your show of shows on reruns, uh, things like that were so great in the 50s. My Three Sons, and then of course, eventually into the 60s and 70s and stuff, and those mm-hmm. are all like on. You know, those were all reruns that you would watch, that I watched growing up. But I do want to say, uh it, WandaVision absolutely captures the energy and the vibe of those shows. I saw some people, maybe of a, mm-hmm. a younger generation, being like, "I don't get what they're going for." It's charming, but I like it. I know I like it. I just don't get what they're going for. But those of us who remember those shows, they are very spot on in what they're doing uh, and then what it leads to. You know, you all a third. The third episode is where we start. We're going to start to see more of what uh wandavision is really going to be about so the first two episodes are more Mm -hmm. about solidifying the relationship so enjoy and watch those it dropped today on disney plus so definitely watch them and they do a great job of it for sure thank you ben appreciate your question my man uh john doe says man captain america coming back faster than superman after doomsday quote unquote killed him. Still excited but come on, let us miss him and let Falcon have time to shine. You know John, that's not a bad point you're making here. You know the the uh, everybody was concerned or a lot of people were concerned with uh, uh Anthony Mackie stepping into the role of Captain America. Alex, uh, do you think this kind of steps on Anthony Mackie's toes a little bit? He was going to be a black Captain America. Now you're bringing back the white Captain America. Is this going to kind of take away a little bit of the shine? From Anthony Mackie or do you think this is all part of the storyline that they're overall working with in Falcon and Winter Soldier?
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a really fantastic question. And I think that if we were to get a Captain America, I don't think it's going to be for a while. No, <laughs> so no, with no. that being said, we have to remember it, it would be released after everything has been revealed regarding uh, the Falcon and Winter Sol- Soldier series. So I think uh, by the time he comes out, he is going to have some time to shine. And I do hypothetically, if we like scenes are put right, were released right now, I'd be like, dude, come on. Anthony Mackey deserves so much more than this. Yeah. And there's so much to dive into it. And so um, I would be disappointed, but like I said, we're not going to be getting, I I assume if we were to get it, we wouldn't be getting Chris Evans, Captain America for a good while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you you make a good point. It might be a bit before we see, because all this production has been pushed back, Alex, Putting these things in motion is going to take some time. All the protocols, what have you. There may be a bit before we speak with <laughs> Evans's Captain America, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, there's a possibility you could see two Captain Americas at the same time with Sam and uh, Sam and Cap fighting together with uh-huh. their shields, which would be awesome. Passing the shield back and forth or throwing their own shields and what have you. So that could be a fun little team up with bucky as well you know i always felt he left the role too early i always felt he walked away too early he could have still handed the shield over to sam and just gone off and done his own thing and went on his own journey and exploration or whatever but uh uh, um you know so to me i I love that he's back but you make an excellent point john though like is this going to take some of the heat or some of the spotlight away from uh this black captain america that was coming in because you know right now with blm and all that and hollywood's supposed to being aware of it you got to tread lightly in these kinds of situations. I do trust Feige, but you've got to tread lightly here in this situation, and hopefully they get it correct, and, and they'll come off as tone deaf. Uh, that would be a, a mistake on their part. Okay. John Doe says, okay, fun question. If you had to choose a post-apocalyptic world to live in, uh, like the Mad Max world or a quiet place world, which one would you choose? Which post-apocalyptic world would you choose to live in? Mm
0: um this is a interesting question because there's so many different worlds Some yeah. of my favorite movies of all time they're actually post-apocalyptic um there's you can go into specifically like ya mm-hmm. like a sci-fi like or oh scratch that <gasps> rain of fire <laughs>
1: Nice. I, I
0: wanna I wanna I wanna hang out with some dragons. What yeah. can
1: I say? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Dragons are the shit. Uh, I, I totally respect that. Uh that's a good uh, good answer. I I think mine would absolutely have to be Mad Max. I love that series, been such a fan of that no. <laughs> a long time. So the way anyway.
0: <laughs> it's different. Okay, for you being a, a big guy living in the world of Mad Max is one thing. Me.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's a fair point. Me,
0: Barely being able to shoot a gun would not survive in the world of Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, though, Alex, because you, uh, you know, you do a good job uh, when you're leading the call to action crew on the stuff you do. You could certainly have a crew behind you if nothing else. You do have that alpha mentality, yeah. you know. You know you can handle. Yeah, it. there.
0: You know. You know what? Therefore, I can totally manage the whole water right situation of <laughs> the world. Absolutely, I can do it. You know, Furiosa girl oh, get
1: totally. behind me back the f up who are you <laughs> that's right get a gasoline uh all right thanks uh, thanks john for that uh, those stream labs really appreciate it. thanks to ben and andrew g as well keep sending them in folks as we go along through the show here definitely want to answer them uh and uh, answer any of your comments or questions that you have about what we're talking about all right alex let's move on to a little more mortal combat action are you uh, are you up for handling this story are you up for uh talking about it and getting it squared away or do you need me to jump into another thing before we jump into Mortal Kombat?
0: You know what sir how dare you I am always (laughs) ready for some Mortal Kombat okay guys get ready buckle the F up we got some fatalities we got some babalities yeah I went there this movie's going to be rated R coming in hot we have some pictures that were just released earlier today regarding the 2021 release of Mortal Kombat now this is going to be directed by Simon McCoyd. I can't pronounce his name I apologize but we're going to be getting so many, uh, the return of so many amazing characters, you know, Johnny Cage, Lou Kang, uh, you know, Lee Ray, obviously Kano, oh my gosh, Kano, you know, <laughs> there's so much to dive into it. So. It's going to be very much an origin story behind Mortal Kombat. And now the director has mentioned that this is going to be a new take on the Mortal Kombat story that we have grown to love from the bazillion games. I believe we're on like the 13th now. But the director has mentioned that this is being discussed as a blood universe. You know, and excuse me, and the signature weapon is going to be, uh, one of the the focuses It's going to be really going to be on Scorpion played by, Yuki Sonata, yep. I'm so sorry, buttering the name, but I'm he, try, yep. you know, but they, it really kind of, origin story really kind of focuses on him in the first opening scene with it. but it's gonna be produced by Aquaman's James Wan, Ted Garner, obviously, but the 10 minute opening sequence kicks off a feudal, kicks off in feudal Japan, long before the fighters are wielding supernatural abilities and get over here, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's gonna be focused on hand-to-hand combat. Now, the they're gonna be really fantastic as the leader of the Ninja clan, he's incredibly strong, but he's also from a peaceful, state. he's a peaceful family man. There's a lot of family drama and there's a lot of mention about how this is gonna be the emergence of this new blood family. So it's, uh, Simon McCoy, he has mentioned blood represents family, blood represents a connection, blood represents who we are. Without getting too complicated, we do, uh, We did, what we did use is blood executionally, executionally, Mm. but it's going to be a hard rated R and I'm
1: so excited. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was down, um, you know, back when I worked at Collider, they sent me down under for the Diana for this uh, set visit. And it was a lot of fun to be down there. Certainly, you could tell from the director to the producers, to the, com- to the people involved with the production, there was a very um, respectful, professional, mm-hmm. solid approach to this, and this wasn't haphazard. This isn't being made on a shoestring budget. They definitely wanted to show uh, a lot of love and care uh, for uh, this particular property and for the legacy of Mortal Kombat all these great actors that are involved here we got a chance to sit down with some of them and talk to them about their experiences on the set that was awesome and we got to walk on some of the actual pieces of the set some of the fighting some of the pieces where you're gonna see the fighting some of the like a uh, like cave looking stuff we got to see some of the uh, scenes that were being shot some of the fight scenes I can't reveal who fought or whatever because you want to you don't want to break that kind of stuff but overall it was an awesome experience being down there reporting on it talking to those people and experiencing the day an entire day uh- on the mortal Kombat set and i think people are going to be very very impressed with this movie the composed the music as well they played us mm-hmm. some of the tracks of the music that had been composed for the film already and they have some great music and they slide in the classic iconic uh um you know mortal Kombat theme but it's it's yeah. a little more elevated it's a little more elevated and i kind of love the crew uh, that they're bringing in uh, for this one as well. The a- actors-wise, as, as you mentioned, Hiro- Hiroyuki Sanada, who some of you may know from... Uh, from He's uh, in Ro- in uh, Avengers Endgame. That's who uh, Ronan kills uh, there when he's in Tokyo. He's also in The Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. So, Makad Brooks from Supergirl being in this thing. It's nice to see. And apparently, he's jacked. We didn't get a chance to see him while we were there, but he is apparently huge. tan in this oh, thing. Oh, gosh, he's so pretty. <laughs> He's certainly a, a good looking dude, no doubt. Max Huang, Elisa Caldwell, so many interesting characters, uh, involved sorry, actors involved in this. Josh Lawson, uh, as Kano, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Tadunuba Asano as Raiden, they're all in there. some Joe Taslam, Joe Taslam, who some of you may know, uh, from that, uh, God, what's the name mm-hmm. of that film did that kind of zombie film he did that was pretty badass he is involved in, in this uh film as well uh as uh, Sub-Zero so the fact that we're getting Sub-Zero and uh Jessica Mac- McNamee is playing Sonya Blade so We've got a lot of badass actors involved in this thing who are going to be part of it. I'm looking forward to it. Those pictures look awesome, and already you can tell from the pictures that it has a whole different approach than what we mm-hmm. saw in the 90s. A lot of people like that first Mortal Kombat movie, they you know they have a nostalgia for it. It doesn't hold it's up, so cool. but yeah. yeah, it's very how cold. How dare
0: you, sir! How dare I'm you? Saying. It is my favorite video game movie of all time, and how oh dare wow, it? Okay. But, it, yeah,
1: it is actually
0: my favorite video game movie, and I say that as someone that loves. Um, the Pokemon, the movie. I say that as someone that loves uh, uh I have a hard time with Assassin's Creed, but I, I get what they were trying to do. Uh, anyway, but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. Um the right. thing is one of the great things about it's surrounding Moral Combat is its mythology. And also yeah, it's yeah. it really leans into the violence in a really fun way. And Um, which I'm excited they're really going to embrace in this film like I said when it comes to this mythology that's what I actually loved about playing the games it's like going on these missions and playing all these different levels and everything and you're forced to you know play with characters you haven't played with before obviously but it's so weird and creepy and fun and it's It really just embraces all the creepiness. I, thing is, I love playing with, one of the characters to play with was using Melina Mm -hmm. with her big face thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Sorry, my cat just had a bolt of energy randomly. Sorry. And, you know, there's, and there's so much like weird history surrounding it, and I'm excited to see how that could translate. Because let's be honest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: video game movies don't do well. <laughs> I would love to see this break the trend, though. I really, really would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think they will. I think this one has that vibe, and that feeling, and that professional approach that you want to see uh, from these movies. Because a lot of people who are involved now. Involved in uh, mm-hmm. in movies, a lot of the executives, directors, producers—they've all heard that drumbeat of how video game, game movies don't do well. So they take it very seriously when they step into mm-hmm. direct or produce or act in a video game movie that they get it right because <clears throat> they want to turn around that stigma. Because people, video games mm-hmm. now. Alex, I'm sure you know this as well, over the last 20 years have become so cinematic. I mean, playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm finally doing on my PS5, like it is, I almost don't even want to play it. I just want to watch the world unfold almost like a movie. It's so incredible. So people have that reverence for uh, these uh, games, so they Mm -hmm. want to bring that same approach to uh, a movie when they get the chance to take it on. So I'm looking forward to it a thousand percent. Does it say when it's coming out, Alex? I don't know offhand when it's coming out.
0: It, yeah, I didn't see anything, unfortunately. I was hunting for a date and it just said 2021. Um, but it's gonna be, oh, scratch that. It's gonna be filmed scheduled for a simultaneous release in theaters. Mm. And it's also gonna be released on HBO Max next
1: April. So on April 16th, this April 16th. And so April, the upcoming yeah. April. Yeah. Wow. So that's oh, really
0: running. it is Okay, trust I just really, realized, I just remembered that it was 2021. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I had in so my head good. it was still 2020. <laughs> that's <like laughs> where I am right now i'm
1: so sorry no no it's okay and what one of the uh what is quotes, time? right nowadays what is time uh one of the quotes that i'm uh, uh i love here is that uh one of the editors here i mean the editor of the film McCoy, he said uh that uh it's definitely not going to get a pg-13 rating so that's an r-rated mortal Kombat film is going to be pretty uh, well received i believe from the fans so that means they're not shirking on the blood they're not shirking mm-hmm. on the fatalities they're not shirking on the fighting so that's going to be cool mm-hmm. to see a thousand percent so i can't wait to see that come forward uh when the time comes for sure uh all right let's see if we got any uh stream labs or super chats that have rolled through here yeah uh andrew g says who uh here here hero y- hero yuka sonata is incredible i can't wait now for this mortal Kombat. now if you were directing a star wars what kind of role would you put sonata in what kind of jedi perhaps in what era mm-hmm. That's a good question it's a good question well i mean um, sorry, you've got you broken
0: up there for a little bit can you repeat oh,
1: that yeah. yeah 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 let me repeat it real quick uh oh. Hi- here like we there
0: for a bit Sorry
1: no worries hiroyoku sanada is incredible i can't wait for this mortal Kombat. now if you were directing a star wars uh, movie what kind of role would you put sonata in what kind of jedi perhaps in what era just to remind people who hiroyoku uh sonata is uh, he's the gentleman here being held down uh he is of course as i said he's the one from avengers endgame who ronin battles and kills And of course, some of you may know him from Last Samurai. He's fantastic as Ken Watanabe's second in command. Mm. He's a phenomenal actor with years of credits in the business. Uh, Where would you put him? And overall, one of the most beautiful people ever. He's so gorgeous. Sure.
0: I don't know about Eris or anything in Star Wars, but I would (laughs) love to see. It's. I I think it's. It's. I would love to see more bad guys. In Star Wars, surprise! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to see him uh, in, you know, take be a potential Sith Lord or something along well, those I'm lines. Like... Snoke was such the character uh, of Snoke was such a huge letdown to me, and so yeah. I would love to for someone to another character to really kind of take over that role, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I, I, I don't, I'm like, yeah. I don't know the books or anything. Heck, uh, I would love to see like Thrawn or something really kind of come through. Um, but I think it's it. If he were to, if he were in particular to be in the Star Wars universe, I wouldn't want to paint him up, though, to be honest. Like,
1: <laughs> okay, like, all right, that's fair. Like,
0: don't paint up this beautiful human being, he's gorgeous.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd like to go back. You have like to... so
0: few Asian actors, come on, don't paint yeah. him up.
1: That's true. Uh, I'd like to bring him back to. You know, the beginnings, the beginnings of the Jedi, the beginnings of all of that, because, you know, the influences and I said this ad nauseum. And of course, many of you know this already, but the beginnings, the influences of uh, of Star Wars are Lion Akira Kurosawa's hidden fortress. And of course, that is a samurai movie. And uh, Sonata has has played great, has played samurais in a number of movies. So to have it go all the way back and maybe he's one of the founding members of the Jedi Council. I think that would be awesome to see kind of a nod back to Kurosawa by the franchise and have him be one of these badass uh, symbolic Jedi uh, that uh, influenced the overall order or the council or the tenets of the council. Um, That would be fun to see. Or if he's the one who's rebelled against what the council is twisting the Jedi's actual Point of views to be so that would be fun to explore as well. But that, I, I, it, either way, you give him to me. I want him because he's such a great actor, and it'd be great to see him do some more fighting with a all this time. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: right, there so was we'll... uh, wasn't there quite a few references to Kurosawa scenes, famous scenes in the second season of Mandalorian too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, uh, the scene, mm-hmm. certainly the Tano episode had all kinds of. Uh, of uh, Yojimbo vibes and uh, some of the other <laughs> movies that he has done, uh, Throne of Blood, all of that was definitely uh, hinted and alluded to uh, in uh, that episode for sure. Plus, every time you see a wipe, ladies and gentlemen, wipe, that is from Kurosawa. Go and watch those old 50s Kurosawa movies. He uses that wipe. So just letting you know that that's the influence there that George Lucas had from Kurosawa. And uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO are essentially those two people in Hidden Fortress, those two companions to a princess, uh, kind of like Leia. So all of that there is con- is connective tissue for you all to take a look at and watch for sure. Um, all right, where are we at here? blah bloops right, let's see if we've got any more. Yeah, John Doe sent in. He said, uh, so excited for Mortal Kombat, this and Godzilla versus Kong are my most anticipated movies of 2021 talking about awesome fight scenes. Have you all watched warrior on Cinemax now on HBO max, the actor who is going to play sub zero is on the show. So is this war? Is this a different show than the, um, uh, film Movie? Warrior? Is that, is that what they're saying?
0: I, let me double check. Let me yeah. like, let me follow up with that. Cause I'm not for sure. Cause I don't have Cinemax personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Warrior, as in 2019.
1: That's oh, okay.
0: Um. Okay, so, uh, so see. Warrior the from 2019 is a TV show. Oh, it's actually mm-hmm. a very. It's a very well-regarded, very popular TV show. During the Tong Wars of the late 1800s, on some martial arts prodigy from China immigrates to San Francisco and becomes a hatchet man for the most powerful Tong in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Dun 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 but yeah a lot of the it looks really stunning it's like a it's like a mixture of like a period film with martial arts it's it looks really cool though i gotta check it out yeah
1: i know some of my patrons have uh when we were having our hangout the other day suggested that i watch that because bruce lee It's a series that Bruce Lee wrote and kind of created way back when. Uh, So they took uh, what he had uh, kind of uh, laid the foundation for and then made a series out of it. So I suppose I should jump into it at some point with all the free time that I have. I should at some point jump into it. But, uh, you know, if I make a point of watching it, uh, I will find some time for sure. It looks pretty cool for sure. Like you said, and it's already gone two seasons. So uh, there's enough uh, material to watch and enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. all right, let's see. Frank Contreras sent in a, mm-hmm. stream, a super chat. He said, "People need to watch the recent Mortal Kombat animated movie. It's brutal and badass. Can't wait for this movie." Yeah, do you think so? As well, have you seen this one, Alex? Mm-hmm. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry.
0: Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah,
1: oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. Yes, I wow. have. I love the animated movie. I think I love. I, I, say I love a lot. Of, I like. I love DC uh, DC animated movies and everything. I've seen a whole yeah. bunch of them in, on on the big screen. Mask of the Phantasm is actually my favorite Batman movie ever. Wow. <laughs> it's like my favorite Batman movie in particular. Yeah. So I know that's a hot take. Um, but yeah, I really love that animated movie. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm very glad they went to that level. Mm-hmm. and I, I hope to see more. I yep. really hope that they took a page from the animated film, for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, then Brian Brawler sent in one. He says, Nintendo is dropping the ball. They could have made some good movies out of their franchises. Example, Metroid sci-fi space adventure. Yeah. Uh, what are your feelings on that one, Alex?
0: 100%. I'm still waiting for my, um, uh, what do I call it? Uh, space Fox. <laughs> some movie like give me that movie oh my gosh I was obsessed with that game like whew, I loved that game um yeah and the opportunity was completely there I am curious if they're going to be you know because I know they're going to be releasing somewhat soon when everything kind of calms down turns yeah. around they're going to be doing their theme park that looks amazing and so i hope they get a little more experimental and start doing some films
1: yeah yeah i agree as well i think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get going but like there's get they've at some point got to take advantage of the characters and the stuff they've set up there over the years uh with nintendo and the kind of fan base that they have and i know they're they're working on it i know they're working on trying to get these movies in motion and get them made it's just not easy uh, overall with uh, with where we're at right now in the movie landscape, you know uh, with all the restrictions and the requirements and all of that with, uh, with COVID. So maybe they're just kind of now taking this time to kind of generate ideas and figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Um, all right, one mm-hmm. last uh, stream lab here that came through from John Doe for now he said a fun question. So you're stuck in space space with a xenomorph or you're stuck in a in a base in Antarctica with a thing. And yes, which one? You have to choose one. So, which one would you choose? All right, Alex, would you want to be stuck in space with a xenomorph or stuck uh, on a base in Antarctica with the thing? 1982's the thing.
0: It's it's funny. He compares these two because these are very, very similar, like almost identical (laughs) Uh, when you think about a lot of the details. I mean, like, it's it's all it's, it's a haunted house in space it's uh in the other one is a haunted house essentially in antarctica you know yeah. in a which feels like space in a lot of different ways <laughs> but honestly i for survivalist reasons i would go with xenomorph because at least it's easier to identify okay. and hide from in theory versus the thing you don't know where it is you don't yeah. know what it could be obviously so it's a, little hard, it's a lot harder
1: to find yourself. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather be with a xenomorph in space because at least there's a team of people that are trying to help me get out. Because, Listen, you can't create these um, questions and erase the factors involved in those movies. So John Doe, it's a cute question, but do I get the crew in Antarctica or the crew on the spaceship? Okay. So I'd rather take the crew on the spaceship rather than the crew in antarctica so but you're right alex a lot of similarities both of them mm-hmm. both of those crews ill prepared to handle the thing that has come onto their uh into their base or onto their sh- or onto their spaceship um so yeah i'd rather go with that crew though up there uh, personally speaking um and i just i mean the thing man when that thing sprouts legs and start fuck that i'm, I'm i can't handle it it Scares the shit out of me. So. That's uh, some Cronenberg so stuff
0: right yeah, there. I'm not here for it. <laughs> I don't
1: want it. that. Dream I don't before. want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, uh, Alex, uh, let's take a quick moment to plug some stuff before we move on to the latter half of the show here. Uh, please, uh, what's uh, what's going on in your world? What has been going on? What have you got to plug here?
0: Yeah. Um, here this coming Tuesday, we're gonna do we are gonna be doing a Patreon, sorry, a patron episode of Cinema Bias. And we're gonna be covering a movie I haven't seen since high school. And it's gonna be, I'm sure it's gonna be a favorite of yours. It's Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm really excited. And again, I haven't seen it in so many years. So I'm like really curious to see how it holds up. And yeah. there's a lot to dive into that movie from what I remember. So, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to go down. I also, um, with Call to Action, if you're not familiar, I, uh, that's the podcast I am actively a part of. So, definitely check it out. We're available in podcast form. And also, we just set up a Patreon. So, Ooh. if you like this space, come hang out over there with us. We have a whole bunch of Patreon exclusives, and <laughs> we're trying to definitely expand and make it much more fun and interactive for y'all. So, we would really love you came I and check it out.
1: There you go. And if uh, you want to see me taking on uh, Frank Janish in the Shmo, Bates, Shmo Bates, uh show that just happened a, uh, what a couple of days ago. Or was it last night? What is time, Alex? Time. Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. Uh, feel free to go and t- uh, watch that as well. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, a lot of stuff to do that's great over there on the Call to Action Army. Uh, on my side of things, you know, later on today, we've got the live episode of Strong Style, a professional wrestling show here. On the channel, we're gonna talk about a number of things with Aaron Turner for sure. That's where my that's where I'm wearing my Einsteiner shirt. We have a little fun talking about that as well. Uh, I'm gonna be on Sen Live at the top of the hour for a couple hours. Come and hang out with me there. Uh, we're also dropping our Wandavision reviews here on the channel. The Geek Buddies are dropping our Wandavision reviews. We're gonna review the first two episodes. Drop that episode tomorrow. And our special guest for these reviews on the Geek Buddies, Emma Fife. Emma Fife. Coming in to be our special guest on these Geek Buddy reviews of WandaVision. So we're excited to have her uh, on the channel, debut on the channel, and talking about WandaVision uh, for tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, we've had Impolite Truths last night. Uh, the Jedi Way dropped a new episode where uh, Laura Kelly and I tackled. The Han Solo a Legacy and Revisited Solo, a Star Wars story. And, of course, the Geek Buddies dropped yesterday morning as well, talking about a number of things. But, of course, all oh, the Geek Buddies dropped for, A, Captain America story, and, B, the story we're about to get into next. So uh, get involved with all of that, and remember to subscribe down below as well. And, listen, you're watching now. There's over 100 you watching now. Please hit that like button. We only have, like, 68 likes. So get us above 100 likes before we end the show. I would appreciate it very, very much. All right. Keep sending in your Streamlabs and Super Chats as we go along. Uh, all right. Our next story here, Alex, kind of a tough story. Uh, we've been keeping tabs on this one as it's been going along, but certainly we need to update you all on this. It is the Ray Fisher versus Walter Hamada and, versus, uh, in essence, versus DC uh, situation that is happening here. It's an ongoing battle between him and Warner media. Some of you know, all of you should know that Ray Fisher, of course, was cyborg in uh, uh, the justice league and in Zack Snyder's universe. And he'll be of course coming back to be cyborg, Victor, AKA Victor stone in uh Zack Snyder's justice league, which will date. We're right around the corner. I mean, we're halfway through January already. It's in March. So it's, it's not that far away that we're going to be getting Zack Snyder's justice league, but he tweeted out a big statement, a letter. If you've seen this, I can put it up here. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll put up uh, the letter here and tell you the basic points of it here. Uh, he is basically saying, confirming that he is officially out of the Flash movie. And he also said that his role was more than a cameo, which is going against what some of the uh, websites, some of the entertainment sites had reported. It is more than a cameo. It was much larger than a cameo. That's his direct quote. Uh, and he says he's okay with being rude from the film because his fight with uh, DC Films boss Walter Hamada is quote much more important a much more important contribution to the world. He goes into his issues with Walter Hamada in this letter. He alleges that he believes Hamada made a quote purposeful attempt to undermine the Justice League investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says uh, that uh, Hamada uh, made an off color joke about the fact that he didn't want to end up on twitter he felt that uh walter hamada was trying to uh in essence persuade him not to pursue this thing and that uh, ray fisher was made to feel like he had to force the issue to have this issue go up the chain of command now warner responded to these tweets from ray fisher uh and uh, the the warner media ceo Ann sarnoff uh she said this to ta to to the hollywood reporter uh she fully backed walter hamada and doesn't believe uh, uh ray fisher's accusation she says i believe in walter hamada and that he did not impede or interfere in the investigation furthermore i have full confidence in the investigation's process and findings Walter is a well-respected leader, known by his colleagues, peers, and me as a man of great character and integrity. And they just re-signed Walter Hamada to it in extension at the studio. So certainly, them showing some backing to Walter Hamada. Uh, and a spokesperson also told Deadline that quote an extensive investigation was conducted by an outside law firm led by a former federal judge was assured Warner Media that, that there were no imped that there were no impediments. To the investigation, uh, the investigation concluded there were no uh, that the there were no specifics to the accusations or findings, saying that only that it is concluded and quote remedial action has been taken. So, uh, Alex, uh, you read this over. You we've heard this story. What's your feelings now uh, as you uh, look at the situation? Um,
0: uh, it's, it's it's a complex calm- Complicated, it's a complicated situation with a million to one details that we, if you're going to be, if we're going to be talking about this statement, yeah. we have to talk about the year's worth of statements leading up to it, the back yeah. and forth, the drama has gone behind the scenes. And a lot of the other people that also backed up Ray Fisher as well, you know, such yeah. as. Oh. Samoa. Mm-hmm. And so it's really. A really kind of a weird situation, you know, trying to react to this, because I, I see this and it's really, really frustrating to see studios, because I understand because, let's face it, the, everyone has different experiences with some people, like, but, one yeah. person can be a horrible person to one person and to another person, they can be the best person ever, you know, if everyone has different yeah. experiences with the same people. And so, by saying yeah. this person's experience is completely unjustified, it's un, it's, it's phony. He's making it up, or whatever it may be. It's really awful. It's really, yeah. it's a, it's very untruthful. I feel like. And yeah. so, I understand that they're backing up Walter mm-hmm. Amata. They're signing an, the contract, but also, it's it's a business. It's a corporation. They have to protect their assets. And so, yeah. I understand from their. perspective, why they're back at a very public forum.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, this is very much, we because Ray has not surrendered too many details and too many specifics. He says in the letter that Walter Hamada was trying to grill him to get him information about who was seeing What about Jeff Johns? And he felt that was because they wanted to protect the brand and protect Jeff, who he was, of course, who Walter Amato, of course, was co-running DC films with at the time. But, you know, Jeff Johns has been slowly moved out. Whedon has been let go. Um, And uh, so there are, there have been ramifications from this. Their names were taken off as producers for Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is a very powerful statement here from Ray Fisher. He is walking further and further out onto the limb To make a point. And so I think eventually, though, people are starting to ask questions. And I think it's fair to ask questions about what are the specifics? What are the details? We need some real specifics and details. And I wonder if that's coming down the line, coming down the road as well. It's important to have those, I think, uh, so that we understand what happened. I think people stand with Bray Fisher absolutely. I stand with Bray Fisher for for uh, in, in the fact that he had a right to make these accusations. If, as you said, Alex, if his experience, if he felt this was his experience, then you have to validate that and have the conversation with him. But if he has uh, suspicions that you were trying to undercut where he was at, or you know, kind of not get or find a way to kind of protect your brand, which wouldn't be out of the room of possibility for a studio uh ladies and gentlemen uh then he's got a right to also question your intentions so we shall see i mean this very much is a strong back and forth between both people digging in their heels and the sand about it and well this means he's out of the flash movie but it doesn't mean clearly he's out as cyborg officially 100 percent. but i think we're going to hear down the road that they're going to move him out as cyborg after zach snyder's justice league is screened and over i imagine
0: Something to remember is that every studio is gonna have flaws. Every studio is gonna have people taking advantage of their positions and power. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be wanting to make really horrible racist comments, uh really sexist behavior, regardless, it's it's a really unfortunate situation. Um but I feel like that—that's—that's that, that's the case. Every corporation, every group of people, is going to have people, unfortunately, have a, to some level, people in power taking advantage of their role, yeah. right? Thing is, if if someone comes to you, being like, "Hey, this is my experience," okay, right? Absolutely, we need to not only address it, we need to talk about it and figure out what the problem is. Great. Um, we all they also there just needs to be an open conversation surrounding it and there and knowing that there hasn't been a solid open conversation makes it that much more frustrating Mm -hmm. and i if there was an official apology if or anything Mm -hmm. along those lines that'd be one thing but there wasn't anything along those lines there was like Sucks to be you. <laughs> we're going to make it that much harder for you to get movie roles, <laughs> but everyone they, they, everyone else can be you know, quiet away, but we're going to make it that much more difficult for you.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. so it's a very unfortunate situation that he's kind of being put very Fisher is being put in because he gets let's be honest he gets no real benefit for really like you said walking on that ledge yeah yeah. you know he doesn't get additional fame he's not getting money as far or anything along those lines as far as we know and but the studios they have a lot to lose
1: Mm -hmm.
0: everything to lose in this whole situation
1: yeah i mean even marvel i mean even marvel alex 20 20 some 20 plus movies in finally you hear in phase four oh we're gonna have more diversity we're gonna do this or that We're so even a big successful studio like marvel uh realized you know we've got a lot of white people in our stuff maybe we start six ex- a lot of white males in our stuff maybe we need to expand the world out a little bit more going into phase four and you're seeing that with the casting across the board how much they're uh opening the door yeah to diversity more and more in phase four. So yeah, you're right. The studio, learn. sometimes it has to learn, uh, uh, but also, you know, you gotta, I applaud Ray Fisher for putting his guts out there and putting, you know, putting his stance out there because mm-hmm. he is not a well-known actor in the way that like Denzel Washington is. He's not a well-known, uh, he doesn't have a team of lawyers that are like huge money paid lawyers. Like he's one guy who just got his first gig and experienced a pretty terrible experience and he's standing up for himself and pushing back and fighting back against a huge company—not an easy thing to do. So I give him a lot of respect for doing that for sure. Um, all right, let's see what our next mm-hmm. thing is here. Alex, we're running out of time, and but uh, did you—the uh, the cherry trailer dropped uh, yesterday uh, from Apple TV Plus. Uh, this is from the Russo brothers. It stars Tom. Holland, uh, it'll be coming. It's uh, based on the Nico Walker novel from 2019 of the same name. The story follows the wild journey of a disenfranchised, and unhinged young man from Ohio who meets the love of his life only to risk her losing uh, only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions and challenging life Circumstances. Uh, this one also stars Ciara Bravo, Kelly Berglund, Thomas Lennon, Jack Raynor, Michael Gandolfini, and Jeff Wahlberg. Uh, and it comes out uh next month, February 26th, uh, and debuts globe on in cinemas and debuts globally on Apple TV Plus on March 12th. So, talk to me, Alex. Did you see this trailer? Did you like this trailer? What's your feeling about it when you saw it? Oh, and the Russo brothers are producing this thing, so there you go. I hope any.
0: So, you know, no big deal. Not too many famous people involved. Who knows these Russo brothers directors? Because I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, this is definitely one of those talked about trailers Perhaps out of the year, but for a, quite a little bit, you know, with everything going on right now, obviously. And this is also one of the first major roles outside of the MCU, outside of like a teeny bobber kind of situation with Tom Holland that we're going to see him in. This is heavy action. It's going to talk about drug use. It's going to it's going to involve PTSD. It's going to talk about mental illness. There's a lot of darker themes to this movie we haven't really seen in the MCU, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um at, well as much I touched on some darker themes in MCU obviously, but n- not to this level with the right. with the directors and especially not from Tom Holland that for a lot of people kind of still think of as a child, even though he's like 25 years old. He's yeah. he's a man, he's he's an adult. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited and you know, I mean it looks really cool. It looks like yeah. a very tight action rhyme movie. So I'm excited
1: to see that kind of go down. Yeah, I I think it's a, it looks uh, unique. It looks interesting. I agree with you. There are shades of other movies within this. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it, it got some scenes that remind me of Jarhead. There are some scenes that remind mm-hmm. me of that uh, those two films that came out a couple of years ago about PTSD. Um, God, who was in one? Who was the other one? Oh, I uh, Miles Teller, the one with Miles Teller, where he is coming back home and what um, that feels
0: like. Thank you for your service.
1: Thank you for your service. Yes. Great film. A really good film about PTSD that I enjoy. Wrap me, baby. Wrap yeah. me. Yeah. I got if you're in there. Uh, uh, I'm, not, those- I'm not. I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't audition. <laughs> you're like, mm. uh, uh, yeah. I mean, all, all that. And it also has uh, like Old Man and the Gun. If anybody you saw Old Man and the Gun, there's that kind mm-hmm. of vibe mm-hmm. to it as well. And even. um, uh, what's the one with the kids stealing the uh stealing the painting out of that uh, out of that uh, that uh,
0: is something the, animals not nocturnal animals oh it's, yeah
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah it's,
0: like, some, it's something animals
1: yeah I haven't as you can tell I haven't been studying yeah, up I, yet but I would be getting getting ready uh, soon.
0: now oh, oh oh okay now I feel bad. Now, I just feel will draft me yet. I don't know what this movie is. Uh, I got to find out now. Um, American Animals.
1: Oh. American. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. American Animals. American there you animals. go. Uh, and that was, uh, that was stealing uh, what they stole. So there was a lot of shit. But that being said, this looks very interesting. I love the uh, love story mm-hmm. in the middle of it. I really enjoyed the chemistry those two have. I think that's the actress from uh, Ray Donovan. So to see her kind of moving into feature films and having her go back and forth with uh with uh isn't that the i think that's the is that the actress from ray mm-hmm. donovan i want to make sure i'm right i don't want to be off on this one because i, I don't know I've, I've
0: never seen, seen ray
1: donovan to be honest oh okay so, so.
0: i can't comment
1: <laughs> that's fair totally fair i think is yes yeah, Yara bravo is it ray donovan that she was in no i'm wrong it's not uh what have i seen her in then Oh geez, I can't remember what I might have seen, man. But I've seen it. She in does look eight. familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: well, that's something I, I definitely thought I enjoyed with the movie is that mm-hmm. there was a clear chemistry, and yeah. it, like I mentioned, it feels like a very nice high crime movie. But at the same time, a lot of the the a lot of the specific relationships, it felt very. It felt, it felt real. It felt very yeah. genuine. Um, mm-hmm for this movie for sure. And I also think it helps that there's <clears throat> for this movie, there's not like a lot of big name stars. Again, there's not Brad Pitt just casually hanging out at the corner, <laughs> you know, and I have, I, did you see that? Did you see the scene where it hit him going to the recruitment center?
1: Yes. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That, That's so-
0: that scene, I was, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know like 10 guys ah! that went through that exact same situation oh, yeah. oh, and they were like, where Yeah, they it was that exact same, like line for line, and I was like,
1: oh shoot. Yeah, sorry about that. That was Joey King that was in Ray Donovan. My apologies. She's in that uh she's in that kissing booth series on Netflix. Uh Ciara Bravo, I (laughs) saw her in a show called Wayne. That's where I remember her from. So I like that she steps into this role. Her and Tom have a really great uh, chemistry throughout that trailer, so hopefully it'll have it in the movie as well. We shall see. As I said, this one comes out <clears throat> in theaters on uh, on February 26th, and then globally March 12th on Apple TV Plus. So there you go. Uh, all right. Um right, let's see what else we got here. What's our next one that we want to jump into here? Oh yeah, uh, so this is coming to us from an interview uh, with uh, 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 over at Collider uh liam neeson doing a talking in promoting his new film the marksman which looks good by the way I, I i i can't wait to watch that one maybe do a mini review of it as well he was asked about his mm-hmm. return uh to uh, Star Wars to maybe reprising qui-gon jen liam neeson said i'll be honest with you i haven't heard that at all and then he asked if star wars and then he asked if star wars is starting to fade away from the cinema landscape that's why he thought maybe he won't be back um, and uh, he, he was asked about maybe he'd pop up in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series in a flashback sequence, and he said, quote, at that point, oh, no, the, the uh, reporting said, at that point, a smile spread across Neeson's face, and he answered, sure, I'd be up for that, yeah. So, um, that, so it's a very interesting thing. A lot of people kind of suspect that he might be coming back. This feels like we're getting closer to a confirmation that he'll be coming back as Qui-Gon Jinn. Alex, do you care or are you excited by this? What's your thoughts as you hear the fact that <laughs> Liam might be winking at the possibility of coming back?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Liam Neeson. One of my favorite uh, crime movies, personal favorite crime movies, is actually Walk Among the Tombstones. It's super underrated. Oh. If you have not seen it, go check it out. It's great. It's so wonderful. Great.
1: Um,
0: oh, great. So great. Um, yeah. It, the thing is, Liam Neeson has really come into his own as this actor that's doing all of these like smaller crime action films, yeah. and he really kind of found his thing there. And as well, he's become much more popular. I'm very surprised he hasn't been approached already. Oh yeah, publicly, at least
1: Support.
0: about coming back as you know a Force Ghost or mm-hmm. or something along those lines, and. And the thing is, he, it's because he has come back before and other, like he, he came back in, I think it was uh, Batman Returns, not Batman Returns, the Dark Knight Returns or whatever yeah. that the third trilogy film was, yeah. where he was yeah. like a premonition or a memory or something.
1: Well he showed up in you Yeah, know, The I can, Dark Knight Rises. He showed up in the Dark Knight Rises.
0: The yes. Dark Knight Rises. That's that's one. Yes, yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And so, you know, he, okay, clearly he has no he has no qualms about it. Also, he's also he's like one of the few aspects of the prequels that a lot, a lot of people love. So, <laughs> like, you know, him, Hugh McGregor oh my gosh, like people (laughs) love his character so much, myself included, and that's and I like him so much more because he is obviously a beautiful man. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down with it. I can't can't wait to see him. I I, I know he's definitely going to be, an Andrew G, you sent in your stream lab, so yes, I think he's absolutely coming back. I think he's going to be a force ghost. I think he's going to do all of that while he's in there. And why wouldn't you bring him back? Because it kind of ties the ties the Kenobi-Anakin thing. If you're bringing back Vader, you kind of have to bring back the other part of that trilogy, yeah. that holy trilogy, which is uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. So maybe there is a, a, a thing where he shows up on one side and there's a real kind of like, uh, you know, like forced conversation happen or forced fight that happens. Insane for sure. Yeah. So I'm down with it. I can't wait. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. a thousand. And to, yeah.
0: to date, <clears> today <throat> has my favorite Star Wars battle. As far as the entire oh. Star Wars franchise, between Duel of the that iconic theme—it's actually a theme I actually run to. That literally, that's the <laughs> thing I run to whenever I uh, like—I start uh, uh, prepping. And yeah. that, that, with oh my gosh, with yeah, with Yuma Yuma Craigor, and Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so good! It's so good.
1: <laughs> Agreed. I
0: don't oh. want to cry
1: and watch him die. So, <laughs> you know. Nice. All right. Let's get into some stream here before we wrap up the show. Alex, uh, John Doe says, uh, so first to the last question I said, yes, John, you have teams in those situations because you need, quote, red shirts. Absolutely. And second, I have no option on the Ray Fisher situation. I have no opinion on the Ray Fisher situation because it's hard for me to say anything without being uh, without anything being out there firsthand. Yeah, eventually there will be some details dropped, I imagine, mm-hmm. by Ray Fisher. But I meant, I but I believe mm-hmm. legally he's not dropping these details because there are probably a number of people involved, and at this point he doesn't want to quite drop these details yet. So I'm sure his lawyers are telling him what to do and what not to do. <clears throat> All right, he has another question, for, question for us. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, it's a good point, Alex. Yes. Alex uh, she, he wants to know uh, fun, uh this is a fun question. What setting in any movie would you like to vacation at? What setting in any movie would you like to be at? Uh, would you like to go to a vacation? Any
0: hey. setting, any movie setting. That's a
1: tough question. Vacation.
0: Oh my gosh. I can give you 10 like right now. <laughs> okay. Got like the one.
1: Uh yeah.
0: Um, let's see. Hogwarts.
1: Oh, you would vacation um, at
0: Hogwarts?
1: Okay.
0: Not as well, I mean, like I would lo- I would pay so much money to go to Hogwarts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. You gotta go to the um, one Orlando.
1: You gotta go to the one in Orlando.
0: No, I no. I've been there. It's oh. cool. I enjoyed it. Get out of here. I want to go to real Hogwarts. I what I remember like I when I went on my honeymoon during to stay in Ireland.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh
0: my gosh, we ended up uh, taking a tour out there, going through the Highlands and everything. And we actually uh, we actually drove by a lot of the areas where they they shot a lot of the yeah. scenic areas. And I was like, this is what I need. <laughs> and I found out like Wi-Fi is non-existent there, but I was like, I want to live here.
1: Right. <laughs> I- I'm gonna cop out. I'm gonna cop out uh with a place that is actually in existence and that would be uh um uh, the scene the uh in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he where they were vacationing in Hawaii was awesome. Uh, it was beautiful. The the that was a, a couple's retreats. Another one like these beautiful locations mm-hmm. with the water that is light blue, just so incredible. So though that's where I would vacation at. And I I love that movie for getting Sarah Marshall. So just a lot of it, fun. Of that
0: do you, do you love that song? Uh the the puppet uh the puppet Dracula puppet muppet. <laughs> <Dracula-lola>? <laughs> it's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Ah, 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 ah. Uh, you take it from me, I swear, I'll let it be so. If you haven't noticed, I love that song. Die. I like song.
1: Die. <laughs> Die.
0: Die. I
1: can't I can't. <laughs> I love that
0: scene. And you see like Mila Kunis,
1: oh. me like oh. I know, I know. And then everyone's like stunned. And then the dude's like, what's <laughs> like,
0: going on here? <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that oh movie. my gosh,
0: I'm crying. It's so good. Oh,
1: I love that movie so much. Um,
0: Jason, Jason Stegel, I, I I just need a full-on Jason Siegel musical. I yeah. put uh, it I need it. I'm
1: crying Bring him back. Me. Bring him back, ladies and gentlemen. I love his movies. Uh please, all right. John does, John does is great great show Alex and John hopefully it won't take me months uh, to watch it online again to watch another show live again and John see you later tonight on your wrestling show thank you very much John good to see you thank you Uh, Andrew G said Liam Neeson did return to the role for a moment voicing Qui-Gon in Clone Wars you're right he did I think he was the best part of Phantom Menace I'll be very happy to see him return again certainly that's true it wouldn't be the first time he's back but a voice is not a physical thing uh, to uh, on screen so this will be fascinating to see because of course Liam is much older than he was was in 1999 so do force ghosts age like what are they going to do this will be curious to see so um and then yeah, ben said, haven't done uh, any kind of no <laughs> aging Raider- at all nope no i've never seen it i don't know what you're talking about uh
0: ben that, said particularly my, my uncle <laughs> actually worked on that he did wow. and he was, he was oh. like yeah yeah struggle yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> like, <it's>, ben <laughs> Raiders is predicting Obi Kenobi gets kidnapped and they bring on Qui-Gon Jinn because he has a certain set of skills to rescue Kenobi from Jawa's LOL yeah a Taken a combo of Qui-Gon Jinn and Taken is what essentially he's pitching have you got, have you got Obi-Wan I've got a certain set of skills uh, yeah <laughs> <be> a- <laughs> you
0: know is that like a fan video somewhere
1: that should be like, somebody, somebody can we make that,
0: that happen and suddenly like you know, like hear like the, the the lightsaber like whatever that lightsaber sound is like in the background, you see the oh, glow. Yeah. Yeah. Get me a, that.
1: That. a tattooing Tatooine or something <laughs> <laughs> or flying. Uh-oh. Um. All right, one last thing we should talk about before we wrap up, Alex. uh You saw the Netflix video that highlighted all these movies coming out in 2021. To me, it feels mm-hmm. like a bit of a sea change. They're saying we're going to drop these movies every week in 2021. Uh, what's your feeling about this? Do you think this is a, a full-on like change now from theaters to streaming? Now this is Netflix just diving in uh, with all the money they've spent. So many great films are highlighted in that two-minute, two 20-second trailer. What's your feelings on that real quick?
0: I think this is just a real quick reminder being like, hey, Apple, <laughs> Amazon, oh all this God. other HBO Max, you ain't got shit on us. <laughs> and it's just a good reminder of all the real big stars they have attached you know on in front of the screen and behind the screen Halle Berry Lynn Memorial Miranda a lot of these actors I mean a lot of these actors are making the directorial debuts a lot of these directors are doing experimental movies are finally getting that Amy Adams movie where she sees oh, yeah. the girl in the window or whatever it's called are finally getting that mm-hmm. you know so you know they're just this is just a real quick reminder being like hey you guys can be cool with all your like more combat and you know you know justice league and everything but you know we also got literally everyone else so calm down
1: yeah so calm it down absolutely yeah i'm looking i I think it's a great uh, reminder that's a good point Alex, a reminder to everyone else hey uh we're still around ladies and gentlemen and you need to pay attention has to be paid here with what we're doing so uh give it some love there you go so that's a great point alex and i agree and it's great i want to see the i want to see the rock movie i want to see the halle berry mma movie uh, uh regina king's uh, uh movie there the western that she's got there so much uh, involved here and of course army of the dead from zach snyder so i'm looking forward to it so as i said last year and i'm gonna say it again if you've been thinking about starting up a youtube channel you're not starting one this year you're an idiot. This is the year to do it because there's so much fucking content. It's going to be out there to stream and for you to watch. You can build up your channel off of that. I am making some changes in the channel to allow more time for me to do these things. So I will be doing more reviews as well just to catch up with everybody else. So see if anybody will watch my stuff. We're going to do them. So And speaking of reviews, don't forget as we wrap up here tomorrow, WandaVision. Two, woo, woo, WandaVision review. Uh, we'll be up tomorrow on the channel the Geek buddies getting together with our special guest Emma 5 to review the first two episodes of One Division. Uh, and uh, Alex, let's wrap up here. Uh, where can they find you? Yep.
0: You can sign me try. right here on Twitter at real underscore Alex Mack. You can also be in part doing a whole bunch of stuff with the Call to Action a podcast, found anywhere podcasts are found. And like I said, Schmo Bates, this fine fellow was on a Schmo recently. It's where we debate all things Schmo down. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'm going to be having a Dan Merle Mark match. Ho ho! Nice. That'll be fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, when I found out this could happen, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> How was, oh. no. <laughs> excuse me. That's how <laughs> excited I was. I started heating and coughing. <laughs> <laughs> and I also co host the show, Personal Bias with Drew Grant, where we dive into personal biases in movies. We've actually had John on a handful of times. Yes. And where we dive into movies where we just come and dive into our movie biases and why we watch some and not others, et cetera. So thanks so much. Thank you. I would really <laughs> appreciate a follow though.
1: There you go. Do all of that for sure. And remember uh, to follow me at The Roker Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Remember to hit uh, subscribe on uh, the uh, red button there below the video. Uh, give us some love here on the channel. We're we're close to crossing fifteen thousand subscribers. Help us get there if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel. So much great content going on. Don't forget uh, later on at four PM PT, Strong Style live uh aaron turner and i back talk a little pro wrestling and don't forget to see me in about 10 minutes over on Sen live so a lot of love to all of you please remember hit that like button leave a comment down below if you're watching it after we've recorded live and a lot of you do and share this video on your social media let people know uh, uh that this is out there for people to get involved in all right much love to all of you thanks so much for uh hanging out with us this morning and please take care of yourselves practice your social distancing and what do we tell them alex Uh, we're one of these bad boys. Yeah. There you go. We're Pretend mad. like
0: you're Mortal Kombat.
1: Sopsito. <laughs>
0: Get down. over there. Wait, we're like, stay over there.
1: That's... I love it. All right. See y'all.